Hello and welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to episode number two of Real Estate 311. My name is Steve Burgess, licensed real estate agent in Ohio. And um, today's podcast, I just want to talk briefly about, let's talk about some single tenant investment properties. You look out there and you see Dollar Generals, Family Dollars, Advanced Auto, um, I know there's a variety of other ones out there, Sure and Williams, that are available as net leased investments. A lot of these are freestand buildings, new construction, um, sometimes they're in retrofitted buildings. But I can tell you, I looked at, I know 10 years ago, 8 years ago, we were looking at different properties to try and invest in uh, one of these freestand. For example, that one was a Dollar General we were looking at. We looked at, the, at a lot of them, small towns, outside of big towns. And what's interesting is as you look at these, you see this 9,000 square foot building sitting in a town of 300 people. And you're going to pay 800 to a million to a million five for this property. And I'm okay buying these properties and investing them in these smaller towns as long as you go in with your eyes wide open. So when I look at whether it's those properties or something different, let's say it's an occupied strip center or a freestand building like, like these I'm talking about, I look at them and say, all right, when the tenant leaves, who's going to go in and what will they pay? It's always a question. Are they going to pay the same as the current tenant or are they going to pay less because it's a small town? Will it be another retailer that wants in this town or will it be the, the local landscaper needing a pay, place to park his trucks? I remember in a well, a while ago, there was a drugstore on a corner location in the city of Canton. Not really the best part of town, paying 24 some dollars a foot. I had a client looking at the building, asked me about it, wanted me to know if I'd write an offer for him, but get more information. I looked at it, I said, listen, I, I mean, I'll help you if you want me to help you, but if you look at that building and see what they're paying, when they leave, or if they leave, but when they leave, who's going to go in there at 24 bucks a foot? Well, we didn't end up working on it and buying it. He didn't buy it. And over the next few years, the tenant did leave, and it went from a drugstore to a family dollar. Now, who do you think pays more, drugstores or dollar stores? It's not dollar stores. So the good news is, my guess is they still had some term, so you're still getting the bulk of the higher rent. But long term, that lease is going to expire, and then you're going to be with that dollar store, and maybe you paid $2 million on a, you know, whatever, 50000 a year income property. Not the best deal. We actually had two properties. We bought... $2 generals in southern Ohio and smaller towns. The good news is we were <laughs> we made some good decisions and made some less good decisions, um, but worked out for us. We, we actually looked at three. There was a package of $3 generals. The one we didn't want, sit, sit behind a closed gas station, near a newer school system, small town, or like, you know, I don't like the second row. I don't like it sitting behind another property, even if it was closed. So we didn't buy that one. Guess what? 
what, eight years, nine years later, that one's still open. We decided to buy the other two. The one we bought, good location, nice road, down the road from a car dealership. There's a newer school system that built there that kind of wrapped around it. We looked at that and said, all right, if Dollar General leaves here, we could always look at selling it to the school system, being it's right in front of them, abutting their property, or maybe another retail. There's a car dealership down the road. Kind of made sense. Now, the other building was a similar age, similar size, down the road from a hospital. We're like, all right, down the road from a hospital, small town. It draws from a big area. We should be good there. So let's go back to um, the one by the school system. Got a call from the, actually somebody from the school board one day asking if we were interested in selling the building since Dollar General was moving. We're like, what? We had no idea they were moving. But apparently they were building a property up the road. So what was frustrating is I talked to the previous real estate manager about a year and a half ago, two years before that, about putting an addition on our building so we could keep them. But uh, apparently, they let her go. I never talked to the new real estate person, so they moved. Now, what worked out well for us with this property, we actually worked a dual deal out with the school system. They bought it, and uh, the timing worked out where they agreed to close the last month of our lease. So not only did we sell it for a fair price, didn't get hurt, but we we're able to sell it at the end of our lease term. Now the other building didn't quite work out as well. It was down the road from a hospital. Dollar General did the same thing here. They decided to build a new store around the corner. Never even talked to us about an addition because we, same thing, we we're looking to put an addition on this building. One thing we didn't know is the hospital closed. So we get out of the other one okay, then we're sitting on this one down the road from a closed hospital in a small town, away from the other newer retail. So this one we were a little uptight about. Fortunately, right about that time, there was a government agency working on opening an office there. So we started to prepare a proposal to lease it to them. But the guy across the street was also working on a proposal to lease it in his plaza. And then one day he called us and said, hey, would you sell your building to me? Because he's working on that proposal, hoping to get it and put them in his building, and then he needs a place to locate, relocate from. So after some negotiation, we ended up selling it to him. Now, what worked out okay, I'm just going to go from memory here. Let's say we bought that building for 250 I think we sold it for like 175 People are going to sit there and say, you lost money on the property. But that's a short-sighted approach because we had the building for five years, made a little over 20% return on our initial investment. And the net sales price, when we went back and forth, I told the guy, I say, look, our loan balance is $125. We put $50,000 down. So our bottom number is $125 plus our down payment, $175. And he agreed to it. So we got our initial deposit back. We sold it for the loan balance. The good news is the tenant paid down the loan over those five years. So we didn't lose money. If somebody told you, how about you put 50000 in the stock market, you'll make a 20% return five for five years, and you'll get your 50000 back. 
People would take that all day long, or they would be concerned, that's a Madoff scam scenario. There's no way you can get a 20% return. But that's what we did. We got lucky. Timing worked out okay. Even if we would have sold it for a little more, probably would have been okay, but um, I'm glad we didn't have to. Some other buildings we're looking at right now. Another project. Smaller town. One, it looks like we can get for a better cap rate, but the agent's like, hey, make an offer at this higher cap rate. But there's only three years left on the lease. It's going to be the same question. When they leave, I mean, who's going to pay what's close to their pain? I'm not sure I would buy a building in a smaller town with three years on a lease unless I had assurances that they were going to stay. And that's not just verbal from somebody. I would want to get a lease extension. So we're going to look at that. But also, I got a buddy doing a 1031. If you don't know what that is, it's basically quick summary. I'm sure we'll go into detail about it later. But the quick summary on a 1031 is you buy a property, you have a big gain on it. You want to sell that property. Let's say you buy it for $200,000. you are going to sell it for $400,000. Or let's just say $300,000. You buy it for two, you're going to sell it for three. You have to buy a property for more than three. You roll that money in the next one. There's timelines where you have to designate a property and close on it. But uh, you don't pay the gain. You don't pay taxes on the gain. You just roll it into the next property and keep on going. So he's looking at that, and he can afford a lower return on that next one. So it makes sense. Go get a long-term 12-year, 10-year lease, decent area, take a lower return. He has house money, essentially, um, being he's got a large gain he's going to carry over. So he can base his return on his initial investment, not the cash that's rolling over, because there's going to be a fair amount of cash that he uh, got on a bonus on the sale. So anyway, that's where we're at. Like I said, single tenant buildings. Look at them, say when the tenant leaves, who's going to go in and what will they pay. Look at how long the lease term is. Make some smart assessments. Don't be all rosy. Look at it from both sides. Be a little pessimistic. I've probably lost out on a few projects and deals, both single family and plazas, because I don't want to make a mistake. I keep saying long time that one bad real estate deal will blow five good deals. So and by trying to avoid the one bad, I think I've missed a few good ones. Okay, so that's it for today. Hopefully this gives you a little more of my thoughts on uh, some single-family investments. Thanks for tuning in. Steve Burgess, Real Estate 311. Enjoy the rest of your day, and we will talk to you soon about some other real estate project. Thank you.